Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. So it seems like it's been a little while since we did this, but we're, we're in a different location. It has been a while because we were moving and we, so we banked some audio to release while we were moving and then we moved and now we're recording again. Yeah, in our new spot. In our new house. It's cool. It is cool. I like our new house. Me too. The process of getting here was kind of interesting. I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah. There's a big advantage that we notice this time. I could just go down and pick up some guys, you know, guys that stand around waiting for day labor. Yeah. I could just go down and pick up some guys and bring them over here and move all the big stuff. I did that on the Friday while you were still at work. You did. And you couldn't have done that before, before you had to like hire people. Well, I did have to hire them, but I couldn't hire the better laborers who are just going to work their ass off and hope you give them a good amount because they did good. Right. I'd, I'd have to hire expensive movers who stood around with their fingers up their noses or something. People from companies do that. When you hire the individuals, they don't. No, because they want a good... And I told them, it, yeah, if you work hard, I'll give you a good tip. And they negotiated with me, and I agreed to that, and they did. They did a great job. But you couldn't have done that before. You had to like go through a company to hire people. Yeah, because being viewed as a woman, I couldn't just run down and pick up some guys. I'd be putting myself at risk in different ways than we generally do while we're trans anyway. But just being some guy, I can go get some guys and they'll just do what the guy says. They will. Because the guy has the money and they've got the muscles. And they want to trade their muscles for your money. Yeah, and by then I was walking like an old guy because I was sore from... Oh, you did. You threw your the, back out on Thursday. All the packing and moving stuff to the garage and, uh-huh. you know, it was... Uh, you know, I think bending over to wrap up the framed pictures into like broken down folded cardboard boxes and then wrapping, you know what I mean? All that bending over, my back, t- my lower back said, man. If we ever have to do that again, you put them up on the table. The table was full of other stuff and you were doing your homework there. And I was doing my homework there and I kind of felt bad because like usually I'm the one who's like doing a lot of this lifting and moving and, you know, I have more muscles and younger muscles and... Younger muscles. <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm kind of a Viking and so I can just go and go and go and do and pick up and move and... You can muscle through it. I can. Yeah. And so it was kind of weird that I'm just sitting at the table, sitting at my computer, doing some math and... Doing some more math and doing a little more math. And you're putting stuff away. Yeah, I was putting stuff in boxes. You were doing a lot of packing. I I had quite a pile of boxes in the garage of all the stuff we didn't need to use up until the last week. And then I had all the furniture. Everything was clear. So that's good. Right. And so you're able to just go and hire some guys and have them move our stuff down the street, which is kind of awesome that we were able to just move down the street. Yeah, because that made it faster. I didn't have to rent a big truck, which we've also done before. Yes. Even when we've done most of the moving, we've rented a truck and I got my buddy's trailer yeah and the buddy at work mm-hmm. uh, he gave me his truck and so I had a, a truck a big pickup truck and a trailer and we could just go back and forth so I, I went and got three guys mm-hmm. and my aunt came over and my work wife came over because she was off so my aunt could sit here and babysit our wayward 
pointy-headed creature. Yes. So he wouldn't get lost, and he was very anxious. Doggy C was anxious. New house, and last time we moved, you went like a day or two before, and you dragged like dog beds through the house to give it our scent, and then you let the scent settle in, and you did it again. And didn't you have our teacher friend come and help you with that? She did that at the house before that. Okay. The first house you and I moved into together. Right. But last time we had three dogs so they could kind of gauge from each other. Hey, it's all good. We're all here together and our people are here. And so it's good. And this house has a new paint job and a new carpet. So it smells like new house with new carpet. Yes. Which is great. It's one of the things I love about it. New things. Well, our last house, as our landlord told me, as you know, as he was doing the walkthrough at the end, I said, well, the carpet's old. He says, I put this carpet in when I got this house in, uh, and he's thinking, he goes, 2002. And I'm like, 13 yeah, years. Yeah, that's 13 he, years old carpet. And he says, well, it's a 30-year carpet. And I'm like, who buys white Berber in a rental house as a 30-year carpet? No. Wrong. No, Sorry. No. But anyhow, that's my opinion. So that carpet was old and I really didn't like it. And moving into a house that you buy, if you can have this great advantage of freshly painted and new carpet, that's a whole bunch of crap you don't have to do. Yes. And you don't have to move your furniture to do it. And yes. I'm just very pleased with it. But Doggy C was not pleased with new carpet smell. No. And as our furniture started to arrive... And as his babysitter stuck with him all day, like she just kept him on the leash right by her. He started to calm down. Good. He's he's gotten really anxious in his old age. He is a poor guy. He's very anxious. And what he does, the more anxious he is, the more he wants to be stuck like glue to you. So it was great that she could do that because he could be stuck like glue to her. And she could just sit in a chair and play games on her phone and crochet and just sit in the chair and he could just sit there glued yeah. to her. And every once in a while, take him outside yeah. so he could see what was going on. That's perfect. Yeah. So I could leave her at our new house doing that so he could start to get used to it. And I could give one of the guys the truck key and we'd both drive over here. I'd drive the car with the trailer and he'd drive the truck and they'd unload everything and then we'd drive back and it was really quick that way. And then at the other house, I had my work wife who was helping our tall friend who was also over helping us pack the rest of the stuff we had not yet packed because we had still been using it that week. Right, which is kind of the way that moving always works. You pack up everything you can as far in advance as you can, but there's a few things that always need to get left out. And they were taking care of that. So I felt it was very fortunate. We got all the heavy stuff moved that day. I mean, you had your dressers still at the other house because you had stuff in them. I hadn't finished emptying them because I still needed to wear some of those clothes that day. I probably could have just taped the drawers shut and had those guys move them. But I had already in my mind decided, well, my wife isn't done with whatever she wants done there. So we'll move them tomorrow because our lawyer friend's coming with his truck on Saturday. Our lawyer friend was supposed to be coming on Saturday, but we'll leave that there for now because we're still talking about Friday. And Friday, we did have our tall friend with us because backing up to Thursday night, she had called me for a ride. She was supposed to be staying somewhere and it hadn't happened yet. And And this is like, this is the way her life is. It is. And she is a very tall woman. She is a spoonie and has a hard time keeping a place and not through any fault of her own that we can tell, but just because life keeps happening to her. I worry about her and I worry about other girls in her situation, other women in her situation. Shame on me. I'm shaking my finger at myself like you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I worry about them because they've got income problems, economic problems, and it has caused housing problems for them. Yes. And they often 
don't live anywhere. Yes. And so she has been homeless. She has been staying with friends and with other friends and with other friends and sort of couch surfing and sharing spare rooms for a couple years now. And so this weekend when her housing situation fell through, we were her spare room. Yes. And that worked out great because she doesn't like to, she says, like mooch off of somebody. She feels like people helping her is her mooching. <laughs> I know. But because that's not how she That's was not just or... what friends do. That's not just what people who care about you do. No, that's her mooching. Well, she wants to be doing something. And since we were moving and she could put Tupperware in the box and, yes. you know, all that she kind of stuff. She can't carry. She can't lift. Take she stuff out of boxes. She can pack and empty boxes. She can't lift them once they're packed. But no. She can pack them. And if we put them in the kitchen on the island or on the table, she can unpack them and put the handheld things away. Yeah, yeah. So she would just say to somebody, hey, can you move this? And we'd go move it and give her another one. Yeah. So that that allowed her to have something to do that was manageable for her. And she was able to feel like she was contributing. And she really was. Even, she totally was. It was great. She was emptying all these boxes. We had like millions of boxes. We thought we would never use them all. But then at the end, we did end up needing a few more. So she was emptying them and we were taking them back over to the other house, you know, mm -hmm. back down the block. And it was great. She was very helpful. And she was able to stay with us through the weekend. And that, that was helpful to her too. Yes. So I had the, those two at one house and the pointy-headed creature here with my aunt, and I would go back and forth with these guys. So that was good that you were able to do that Friday while I was at work, because mm -hmm. then you had the bed all set up and we were able to sleep at the new house that night. Yes, even though the cooler wasn't working. The cooler was not working. Because the next day is the one day that my buddy and I were going to go put the new pump in the well, that evaporative cooler. Well, that weekend was fairly cool anyway, which was a blessing because we have evaporative cooling. We have a swamp cooler. At the point that we moved in, the pump was not working. It's not an expensive fix, and he knew how to do it, and he was going to show me. So. so it's lucky that we had a cool weekend that weekend that we didn't need right. it. Right. So we got that big stuff moved on Friday while you were at work, and we were able to stay in a new house, you and I, because the kids had gone off to their other parents. Hallelujah. Yeah, because they are not so much helpful with moving. No. <laughs> They're better. They, they were able to pack more of their stuff and unpack more of their stuff. They were able to pack more of their stuff, and it's, both of the little ones especially did a lot of packing in their own rooms. Well, and the teenager, because the teenager, as soon as I said, I have boxes, he wanted to do that right away, and he packed everything up he wasn't going to need, and then Thursday night, when you guys came back from picking him up from his dad's, I took him over there with his stuff for a couple of reasons. I took him over to this new house, because, because with the autism, he does better if he knows exactly what happened. Yes. If he can put things where he wants them to go, then he will feel more settled about leaving them there. So I let him put his stuff in the car, drove him over here because we had just gotten the keys that night, mm -hmm. put his stuff in his room, and then he knew exactly where everything was going to be when he would come home on Sunday. Yes. Except, of course, he didn't take his sheets off and put them in the suitcase. On Friday morning when he was getting ready to go to his dad's house for the weekend, he didn't finish putting away all the things that he had used Thursday night. So when he came home on Sunday, he wondered where his sheets were. And he wondered for another day and a half because they were in his brother's laundry. <laughs> they were in his brother's laundry. Because some nice because one of our person who had helped had decided they... That was a convenient I'm sure they needed to go in the laundry, okay? Oh, I'm sure they did. That's just how it works. Yep. So Saturday, we did get all the rest of the things moved. And was it that day that we had some repair people? Or was it like on Monday, I think, that we had some repair people and the cleaning people? And It was Monday. 
Yeah. Saturday, my friend with the swamp cooler uh, expertise and I climbed on the roof. You did. And put the new pump in while you and some other people Uh went back and forth to the other house. Our tall friend was kind of back and forth with me Mm -hmm. because she could unpack here and then take the boxes over and pack them back up there. Mm -hmm. And some other friends came over and we were expecting our lawyer friend to come and help us. And so at that point, I was thinking that, you know, we get the big things and then we get all the little things and all the little things, because we have so effing many little things, can take as long, if not longer than the big things. Right. And little things can include lamps Mm -hmm. and types of little appliances that don't fit very good in boxes and Mm -hmm. the rest of the things that we had been using that... Silverware and junk drawers and... So those types of... Extra pens and a couple spare screwdrivers and little things that we keep in there. Mm -hmm. stayed there. And, you know, just other little things like pictures off the wall that still hadn't come down and the nails out of the wall that needed to be patched. And right. Because, you know, we wanted our deposit back or at least as much of it as we're going to get. But we had a snafu because we didn't have people here that we thought were going to be able to be here. Our lawyer friend, and I texted him and I said, so when are we expecting you? And I texted him about two hours later and said, or do we need to get a truck? And I texted him about two hours later with a picture of a broken wardrobe that had fallen off the side of the curb because we were using your friend's trailer again instead of his truck. Yeah, I had asked him, hey, can you bring your trailer over? Because we don't seem to have a truck after all. And yes. he brought his trailer back. Mm-hmm. I suspected... Yes. That he was hunting because of the conversation we had had earlier that week or the week before, which was he, he had a hunting tag, but he wasn't sure what he was going to do because he had left his job and started his own business and was distracted with that process. And Yes, and, and I think he mentioned that in our interview, that he was yeah. getting frustrated with his job. Yeah. And so he did finally start his own practice to follow up on right. that. And he said, I don't know if I'm going to go. And I said, dude, you're going to regret it if you don't go. And he said, well, I could go Thursday, Friday, and then come help you guys Saturday. And I said, that would be great. I said, let us know if if you're not going to be there, though. And um, He wasn't going to be there, and he didn't let us know. No, because he didn't let himself know, because he said he was up on the mountain that evening and was like, <laughs> crap. Because he, he realized he had missed it, uh-huh. what day it was. And, and uh, I figured that's where he was. Yeah. Yeah. You were kind of mad about that. And I was. I was, ar- I was already so happy with all the stuff we had moved on Friday. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about nothing like that. I was like, eh, oh, well. I was freaking out because I knew that our landlord from the other house was coming on Monday. And if we didn't have everything out and if we didn't have the cleaning ladies ready to go and the walls patched and painted, that that could be a problem. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I was still enjoying what we had accomplished. And I, I had this optimism of that there were some more people going to show up later. And and unfortunately, my buddy with the trailer, he could help with the swamp cooler, but he can't do anything else. He's having some health problems. And then some other people that were going to come ended up postponing like, oh, I'm gonna, I have, I'm stuck with this or that, and I'm going to have to come later. And so eventually some people did show up, but it was a little later than we had, you know, the idea it was going to be. And so that left a little more of the burden on us. And because you were thinking ahead, you were feeling stressed. And I was. And so I was feeling very snotty towards our lawyer friend. And I had been sort of talking him up to our tall friend. You know, he's a nice guy. And so I was sort of just explaining who this guy is. And yes, I used to date this guy, but he was too picky and 
to uh what what was the other adjective I used? I what, said, whatever the adjectives were. No, cuz I cuz I said and then I ended up with you. And I I started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you didn't want somebody picky and whatever it was and so you got me." <laughs> 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 oh, introverted. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah. So, extremely so the, introverted and picky. Introverted. He's too introverted and too picky for me, so it just wasn't going to work out. And then I ended up with George. Introverted and picky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe differently, but still. Yes. Anyhow. And so then when we realized that the lawyer friend wasn't going to show, I said, oh, and did I add narcissistic? <laughs> And you pointed I think you, out that I think that's just part of being a lawyer. I think it just they have sort of to comes be. with the territory. They won't be able to do the job if they're not. Yeah. If they don't have a touch of that, at least. It's true. If there is such a thing as a touch of narcissism. Anyway. He realized what he did, and he, he contacted us. Was it Saturday night or Sunday Saturday morning? Saturday night, yeah. He, he came right down off the mountain and went right home and texted us right away and said, hey, I can be there tomorrow. What time? I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. And, you know. And I was like, cool, because there were some large things that needed to be moved around, including at this house. And there was no way. I needed the chiropractor at that point. You did. So <laughs> there was no way I could do that. And I was counting on him being there Saturday. And since he wasn't, I did more than I should have, even though it was little stuff. Mm-hmm. And so by Sunday, I needed the chiropractor. You did a lot of little stuff that involved bending and standing back up. And I was able to go to the chiropractor. You were able to Monday. go to the chiropractor Monday, Monday. But Sunday, you still needed to get stuff done. And that meant that the lawyer friend and I had to be the people with strong muscles moving big things to where they belonged. Yes, and moving the rest of the things like out of our yard and whatever was there. I don't know. Yes. So in the midst of all this, we did need some repair people for a couple things at the new house. And it's been interesting to me how easy that is, which I probably talked about in other episodes of gender and identity and all that stuff. But it's so easy to call and be the guy on the phone who says, okay, I need somebody to come over here and do this. And they say, yes, sir. I'll take care of that, sir. Anything else, sir? They're not second guessing you. They're not are you sure? Have you tried turning it off and back on again? <laughs> or being patronizing. You know, like, of course they're going to come over, but they're going to make you feel stupid about it. You know, they don't do that. They just say, yes, sir. Got it, sir. I'll be there, sir. Mm -hmm. And they come over and take care of it. Right. And then when I deal with them in person, it's also way easier because they just talk to me about what boating trip they took on the weekend and where they went fishing and stuff like that. That's great. Yeah. That's totally great. They don't do that with me. No. They didn't do that with you before. No. So Not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But I'm glad to be on this side of it now. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't... a little jealous. You can't at least do that part-time or something. You would enjoy that part-time. I would enjoy it part-time. Mm -hmm. The boobs are a problem. The boobs are a problem. Yeah. You could use your drive through ordering voice, but... I could use my drive through order voice on the phone, but then I have to give them my name. Yes. Yes, I'm Jessica. <laughs> Doesn't work out so well. You sound like uh, you need some voice lessons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I know. It's my job. Well, it was the same thing when I had to call one of the guys, because while you were doing errands when the kids were home, I had the kids helping me figure out how to label 
the circuit panel. Yes. Which rooms were on which circuits? The fuse box outside had labels, but they were all old and faded, like they had been written when the house was built. And I couldn't read them. No. No. Not even if you stand at different angles and see if there was a pressure into the pen. and Right. Left no. No. Not there. Nothing. We were doing that, and I had the kids go turn everything on. Mm-hmm. And then I turned off all the circuits, and I'd turn on a circuit, and they'd go see when it went on. Mm-hmm. Well, and when it turned on, they would turn it off and come tell you. Well, they'd come and tell me. In case I didn't understand them, they'd, it would still be on, and I'd look. And then I'd say, okay, turn it off and get ready, and I'd go out and do it again. They mm-hmm. thought it was great. It's a very fun game to go running through their new house and finding things. And yelling things, and, it's you know. hide-and-seek with turning, yelling. Turning all the lights on, and it's okay to leave them on. <laughs> Right? That's great. So we did that, and they turned on this switch, which is underneath the evaporative cooler dial, that I wasn't sure if it was to the electricity that then you turn on the evaporative cooler or if there was a fan up there. But when we turned the circuit back on, that thing was really noisy. And... There's no vent for a fan up there. And well, so we're I found thinking, it. I oh, found you did it. find the fan? Yes, I did. Vent. So, the attic vent. Yeah. Okay. But we couldn't find it before that. And so I found it. And so I canceled the guy because I called up the cooling and heating people. Yes. For them to come over and see if that was the fan to our evaporative cooler. And then I found the attic fan and I figured out what was going on. And so you didn't need the HVAC no. people to so, come over anymore. So I called him, and that was easy, too, because he believes me when I talk, because I'm a guy and he's a guy. And I say, yeah, I accidentally figured this out, and I don't need you to do that, but here's what I do want to know. And he tells me what I want to know, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And it was all good. And he doesn't make fun of you for accidentally figuring something out? Unless he was going to razz me, because he knew me. Right. Like you and my work wife. Would totally make fun of you for accidentally finding something that, yeah. Yeah. So there was also the electrician who made us all feel a little bit SMRT. Yep. (laughs) We plugged in the chest freezer, the big deep freeze that we put in the garage. And at first it seemed like it was working, but then it wasn't. Right. And this was on what, Friday? Or was that Saturday? Saturday. You had the guys, okay. Whatever. Anyway. No, it was Friday because I had the guys move it. You had the guys move it and we refilled it. And then on Saturday, the light on the front was not on and the electrical panel was not. And I noticed because I got up Saturday morning and I was looking at everything and I'm like, crap, this light is off. The freezer is not on and everything in it is still frozen. It was very frozen frozen, which is great. But this is a problem. Yes, because the freezer used to plug in in our garage at the other house. Mm-hmm. And the house before that, and the house before that, and the house before that. Okay. And so this is a really old freezer, and we're thinking maybe it just died. And I was starting to research buying a new freezer for us. And then we started looking at, you know, is it actually the freezer? Well, I had tried to plug it in in the house. So I got a appliance cord, extension cord that I had in the garage. Uh-huh. And I brought it in the house where I plugged it in. Into the downstairs hallway bathroom. Yes. And it still didn't go on. It didn't. And I thought, okay, the freezers must not be good. Because if we plug it in outside, it's not the switch if it doesn't work when we plug it in inside either. And then my buddy came over, and he does a little more with electricity than the rest of us. And he said, let's try a few other plugs. And it worked. Uh Uh-huh. So now it's plugged into the garage door opener in the ceiling. Yes, in the ceiling. And we're running a cable across the ceiling with hooks to plug in our freezer. That's right. And so then we're wondering, okay, what is 
the problem with this circuit of plugs that there's one downstairs, there's one upstairs, and there's one in the garage. And it looked like at first that there was one with the sprinkler system too, but then it wasn't. No, somebody had unplugged that. At least we weren't that SMRT <laughs> to not notice. We figured out that in. that was actually unplugged. So that was. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Have you tried plugging it in in the first place? Oh. Have you tried plugging it into actual electricity? Oh. <laughs> so we can't figure out what on earth is wrong with these, you know, three electrical plugs. But if it's just these three and they're all on the same side of the house, they must be on the same ground circuit. Something's wrong. And something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so when the electrician comes out to fix like our doorbell and something else, then we have him look at this as well. And he looks at the... He was initially fooled like we were because there's no GFI in the garage. There's no little reset button. Uh He's looking all over the garage for it. He's sure it's got to be there. So then he gets out his tester and he says, oh, there is no electricity to this plug right now. Let's see what's going on. So he comes inside. And he checked some other ones. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, the downstairs bathroom plug wasn't working. Did not occur to me because everything else in the bathroom was working, except that one plug, which we we weren't using. Well, except that you had tried to plug in the freezer there. I had. (laughs) Defeated slump. (laughs) I show him the upstairs one. And he says, okay, well, bathroom plugs are required to be GFI. Yes. That that means they have the little automatic off switch if they're overloaded. Yes. They have their own circuit breaker. Mm -hmm. He said, one of these is tripped. So we reset them both. Lo and behold, everything worked again. What do you know? Yeah. The freezer had overloaded that particular circuit, but because there isn't a breaker in that switch, it had tripped the one in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And we we were completely clueless. Clueless. Ugh. I feel like a doofus. Well... The, it wasn't Isn't a that bad like thing. like the first thing you do when a socket doesn't work is you hit the test I know, button but, and the reset button. But we looked all over the place for a GFI, and since I'm not an electrician, I wouldn't have thought, oh, maybe it's connected to the upstairs bathroom one. Of course. Right? Well, if at that point, I knew the upstairs bathroom one wasn't working because I had tried to plug in a nightlight in but that was, the boys. that was two nights later, after we plugged the freezer in to the garage door opener, okay? Because... I still feel like an idiot for not connecting the so dots. There was no way for us to know that the GFI in the boys' bathroom was causing this problem because I didn't even know that the boys' bathroom socket wasn't working till I walked around one night after I found all the night lights and went to plug one in in there and went, hey, this isn't working. Because I had to put, already plugged one in there. I'll have to put that on my list for the electrician too, you know? Right. Duh. If I had set the reset button. But the point is that what I would not have thought of is even after it's reset, I cannot plug the freezer in there, not just because the freezer might overload it, but because if it's tripped, the food will be spoiled. And when it's reset, the food will be refrozen and we will not have known that we're eating frozen spoiled food. Correct. So. So we have to just leave the cord strung across the ceiling of the garage. For now, yeah. Which works. It works. The other thing is that we would have had a problem fixing our doorbell because the old doorbell circuit was melted to the wires. And so by having him come and, and do these other things that he was fixing, it covered the labor of the doorbells, even though... Doorbells our, are not covered by our home warranty. No, the door chimes themselves are not. But if the wires in the wall were bad, it is. Well, then. But not the chimes. You still have to buy your own chimes and they don't want to pay for putting them in. No. Here's what's funny to me about these guys. All of them do things the way we always joke that guys do. 
They do what they want to, and then they figure out what they were supposed to do and how to fix that part. They figure out what they're supposed to do and how to record it. Yeah. So the plumber comes here, and he has, like, a list of things to look at, too. The hot water heater has a leak. The hot water's not getting everywhere. Toilet runs. The diverters need to be actually diverting. So he does all this stuff, and then he says, oh, well, I have to order the part, so I'll just call you when it comes in, and then he leaves. I didn't sign anything. I didn't give him any money, because we have to pay a, it's almost like a copay. You have For to pay. For home warranty. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then 12 hours later, when the hot water stops working again, yeah, and I'm kind contacting the home warranty insurance people because on their webpage, they have listed for plumbing, the plumber, listed for electricity, the plumber, listed for the evaporative cooler, the plumber. (laughs) Right, wrong, and wrong. So I'm calling them to say, hey, who is the electrician and who is the evaporative cooler service person? Because I need to speak to each of them. Mm -hmm. And they say, the plumber. No, they say, oh, that's wrong. And they still haven't fixed it on their webpage. But they give me the information. And so the electrician, when he comes, he fixes the GFI problem, Mm -hmm. which is the the plugs. He quick did, did those things. And then I said, what about the doorbell? And he goes, oh, yeah, because he's already collected his, his fee. And be done. Right. And so he started on the doorbell, and m- much to his regret, I'm sure, because it took a long time because of the melted problem. He had to go get a part. Mm. But at least he could go get one and bring it back here. Too bad the plumber couldn't do that. I'm not sure that this guy was really supposed to either. Well, that's the thing. He was doing the same thing. So he goes and gets a part, comes back, puts everything in, and then he has to sit there and call the insurance people and get it approved. Well, I found out when I was calling and saying, hey, the electrician is not the plumber. Can you tell me who they are? The plumber was supposed to call them and get an approval give them his diagnosis before he went and ordered a part. And this is what these people are supposed to be doing when they do it through the home warranty people. But these guys just do whatever they want. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's why we have that reputation. So that was funny to me because they were just proving themselves to be men worthy of that reputation. So we're moved in and we're mostly unpacked. I'd say 90 something percent at this rate. If you don't, well, if you put the pictures on the wall, maybe 92% because the pictures are not on the wall, but they will be. They will be because that's your next thing. And I decorate like a straight man. You've said it numerous times. And so you, you asked me. I was just checking in case you were thinking, I really want this picture in this room or whatever. And I appreciate I said, that you... Where should these pictures go? Value my opinion. And what did you say? On the wall? Because <laughs> I think that's probably where you want them. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. And I said, okay. <laughs> I shall do that. I did not have a preference on which ones went I to which place. I have to check because otherwise I'm going to put it there and you're going to say, can it, I move that? And, you know, you're you're totally there because it, it's the same way with you. The one time I forget to ask if you have an opinion on something I'm about to do will be the time that you have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you'll be like, eh, whatever. And so those times are the one one of us says to the other, so why is this here? And I'm looking usually in my case for a rationale so that I can, you know, be more comfortable with why it's not where I want it. Or is there a good reason that I shouldn't just fix it? Yeah. And and typically we're like that with each other where the solution is, oh, well, go ahead and do it yourself. That's okay. Yeah. If I knew, I would have just left it for you. Right? Yep. (laughs) Thank you for not being a girl and getting butthurt about me doing things different. You are welcome. Thank you for the same. You are very welcome. I appreciate it. I love that we don't get butthurt about stupid stuff. Yeah, me too. Makes things easy. 
Moving has not been terribly easy, but it's been easier than it could have been. Yeah, I think overall it's been easy. Um, you always can think of, oh, it could have been slightly easier if the guy with the, your, your friend with the truck would not be hunting when you're supposed to be at your house. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, he listens sometimes. I hope he listens to this one. <laughs> you, you, that's our pure reminder for our, our middle child. We probably should leave that because that's funny. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's it. I think that is it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Transpantastic! It's okay. Just give a breath between your snorts and your breaths and your swallows and then... (laughs) A podcast. Itchy for for some reason. Mm -hmm. Probably because I haven't washed it because I wanted you to... Color? Change the color, yeah. I can can color your hair for you. I was about to ask you about that earlier. Yeah. You wanted me to. I left it gray while I was moving since I was walking like an old guy anyway. You know? Uh Uh-huh. I thought... People's perceptions of you are interesting and I noticed that when I let my hair go gray probably about five years ago because uh-huh. my hair is partially gray but more gray than it ever used to be I'm sure and I don't like it myself because I see myself and I, f- I feel tired looking at myself <laughs> I'm like that guy looks tired <laughs> but uh, so I like it to be you know similar to the color it used to be 10 years ago or whatever. You like less gray. You like, don't mind if I leave a little for you around the temples, but yeah. you do like it to be less right. gray. So when I have some gray, people perceive me differently. They do. Especially as a trans guy because, you know, I have more beard than I did, you know, a year ago and certainly more than I did ever ever before in my life, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. But um, I still have a younger guy's beard, You do. So if my hair wasn't colored without looking more closely, you wouldn't know. I was not a younger guy. You're a younger guy, yeah, but with the gray, you just look like a guy with a scraggly beard. Yeah, it's okay with me. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Dog. The lawyer? Sometimes.